Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Train your body. Here's exercise physiologist Melanie Cole, MS. You're working out on the treadmill, you're huffing and puffing on the elliptical, you're using the Stairmaster, whatever you're using, you grab those little handles and the heart rate monitor starts pumping and it says you're at 120, 130, 135, what are you doing? Can you believe those? And after 20 minutes or so, it says you've burned 200 calories. Can you really believe those? Is it really what is telling you the truth about how your metabolism is responding to the exercise that you're doing? My guest today is Dr. Ali Bowersock. She's assistant professor and the director of health science program at Jefferson College of Health Sciences in Roanoke, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bowersock. So let's talk about the machines. People use these equipment. They grab onto those handles. Can we believe the heart rate monitor? Would you rather us learn to take our own heart rates? Can we believe the calorie count or the fat burning? Are any of those things true? <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, uh, most of the things that you just listed are not, they are not accurate to each individual person. They are, they are based on uh, a, set, a calculation that has been input into the machine, um, and typically it's based on male numbers, um, even though sometimes the of machine will cue you for male versus female. Um, so the heart rate monitor does tend to be accurate because if uh, there's a metal sensor, it does, um, as long as it's in contact with the skin, uh, it will read your heart rate correctly, but all the other things you listed, calories, um, you know, which, which metabolic zone you're in, uh, all of those numbers are truly based on, a, on one equation and not unique to each person. And so um, that's where people tend to fall in, into a little trap of, of believing one thing and then the truth being another. So what if they ask you to input your weight and your gender and then based on the speed you're going or the, you know, the grade that you're doing, can you believe it more than if they've asked for any more specifics? That, that does tend to be a little bit more accurate, but uh, the, the portions of the machines, that, the, the components of the machines that tend to be less accurate are where you see the buttons for fat burning zone or cardio zone, um, and, you know, I would wager a lot, of, a lot of women are interested in the fat burning zone. We all want to burn fat. Um, you know, but this, this button is very misleading because what this does is it sets your training zone. It sets the intensity uh, to a fairly low intensity, and, which is great, uh, but when you're only exercising, say, on the elliptical for 30 minutes, and you select a fat-burning zone, you're really only exercising at about a 30 to 45% of your maximum capacity. And so if you're doing that for 30 minutes, you're probably only burning about maybe 200 calories the most. And, of course, this is unique to each individual person, so this is just a, a ballpark. But, um, you know, and then the machine may calculate one thing, maybe 300 or 400 calories, when you've only burned about 200 um, and, and in order to burn fat effectively, you have to exercise at a low to moderate intensity for an extended period of time, meaning something around 60 minutes or longer. So you're really not burning fat, and people think that they're burning more calories than they actually are. Well, I think that's probably true, and then they get off and they think they can eat that many more calories because they just burned them off. And even Weight Watchers, Dr. Bowersock says, you know, if you work out for 20 minutes, you can add an extra, you know, couple of points to your 
to your diet. And so people do find that they believe this. Now, just basic physiology lesson here for the listeners. When you work out, say, four miles an hour on a treadmill, how much are you getting your metabolic rate up? What are you really doing calorie-wise when you're working out cardiovascular? Well, if you're if you're on a treadmill at four miles an hour, that's basically a brisk walk. And, you know, so walking is great because lots of people can do it, and you can do it anywhere. Uh, but in terms of your metabolism, uh, you're not really doing yourself any favors because the intensity is fairly low. Um, so you're not... You're, you're probably not anywhere near your maximum heart rate if you're a, an average healthy individual. Um, you know, it, it, one way that you can assess your intensity very quickly is what's called the talk test. So if you can have a conversation on the phone or with someone next to you um, and you can complete sentences, say complete sentences, then your intensity is very low and you're not burning many calories at all. In fact, you may not even have your heart rate elevated much beyond uh, your resting levels. So... Um, that's, that's kind of a waste of time, so to speak. I mean, I, not to say that exercise is ever a waste, but if you're going to the gym to burn calories, um, if you can carry on a conversation with the person next to you, um, you, you need to increase the intensity. Uh, and so one way that you could gauge that then um, by sentences that you can only say maybe one or two words or answer a yes-no question, and you can barely eke out those words, then your intensity is a little higher. But again, you know, you've got to gauge this based on your previous fitness levels and, and make sure that you're um, exercising an intensity that you can sustain that's not, you know, unsafe for you. But um, in terms of maximizing your time, you want to make sure that you are increasing the intensity if you're able to do so. So basically jogging is better than walking if walking doesn't really push you very hard. Uh, yes, per unit of time, jogging is more effective at burning calories um, in that unit of time than walking. You will burn more calories jogging than you will walking for the same amount of time. What about swimming? Does swimming burn as many calories and get your metabolism up quite as much as, say, jogging or using the elliptical or any of those? Yeah, swimming is an excellent exercise. Um, it, it's very good for people who may have orthopedic limitations but still uh, want to elicit some, some cardiovascular gains um, to benefit from, from cardiovascular exercise. Um, and it, it also is different because you're in a, a different posture. So instead of being um, vertical, upright like, a, like an elliptical, you're horizontal. Um, and so you're, you're maximizing blood flow and circulation in, in other ways that you wouldn't necessarily with, um, with the elliptical or running. And, you know, for, for individuals who are interested in cross-training, meaning um, you do different forms of exercise other than walking or jogging, you know, swimming is so great because you're basically utilizing all of your muscles in addition to the cardiovascular system, and there's no impact on your joints. Um, so there's lots of benefits to swimming as well. So just back to the monitors for a second, and we only have about a minute and a half left, Dr. Bowersock. So if, if we can't believe those calorie monitors and, we're, and the heart rate monitors are generally okay, do you recommend wearing, you know, like a halter or, do you, or one of those waist monitors that you can buy or a wrist thing or an ankle thing to kind of keep track of our heart rates and or calories while we're burning? Do you, is there any benefit to that? 
I do think there is, and now there's so many options. Um, it's it's hard to keep track of how many there are and all the different um, brands that offer them. So um, I would research if you're interested in in uh, that type of equipment. You know, whatever falls within your budget. There's there's many options with bells and whistles, um, but some of the fancier options uh, do not only calculate your heart rate, but then obviously that would help calculate your calories. Um, your steps counted, things like that, and um, and they lots of them sync with apps, and the technology is just endless. So um, you can you can really um, get heavily immersed in that. But if you're not interested in all of the numbers and you just want to track your intensity, um, there's certainly options with watches um, or the bands that do measure your heart rate, and so then you can really track. Uh, what's unique to you, like what your your higher or lower heart rate zones are, um, and and I I do think that there's some some value in having that feedback that's unique to each person. Absolutely, I agree completely. I think that t- checking your heart rate during and as Dr. Bowersock said, doing the talk test. If you can just carry on a conversation like I'm doing now, then you're really not working hard enough to really make a dent in your metabolism to burn the amount of calories you really want to burn. So don't completely believe the calorie-burning things on those pieces of equipment. The heart rates are generally accurate, but learn how to take your own heart rate. Check out Fitbit and some of the others that can help you keep track of what you're doing so that you stay motivated and work just a little bit harder than you might be used to working. This is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Train Your Body, Motivate and Perform with the American College of Sports Medicine right here on Radio MD. Thanks for listening and stay well.